together growing in faith, changing communities. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I'd like us to reflect on the first letter of John chapter 5, verses 5 to 13. Beloved, who is it that overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with water only, but with water and the blood. And the Spirit is the witness, because the Spirit is the truth. There are three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God, that he has borne witness to his Son, he who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne to his Son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life and that this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who has not the son of God has no life. I write this to you that you who believe in the name of the son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. It's a beautiful argument that John brings dear brothers and sisters. The one who believes in the Son of God has life. The one who does not believe does not have life and has made God a liar. This is in line with the theology of John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world may be saved through him. This is the ultimate goal for God. I often want to go to the Pentecatechism and, and ask that question, who made us God? Why did God make us to know him, to love him, to serve him, and to live with him forever in heaven? How many of us have actually reflected on that great mystery? That God has created us out of great love. St. Augustine says this beautifully. In space and in time, God willed us into existence. For we've always been in the mind of God from eternity. Pope Benedict made it even more beautiful 
There's no mistake. There's no afterthought. When God created us, the intention was clear. He wanted you to exist. He wanted you to have life. Go back to that beautiful creation theology that is found in the first book in Genesis. Let us make them in our own image and likeness. How many of us, dear brothers and sisters, still believe that? That you and I are made in an image and likeness of God. You are special to God. You are not just one in a million, in a trillion. No, you are unique. No one can ever replace you. You are unique. You are your own person. Yes, sometimes it's hard to believe it. Sometimes it it's, seems impossible to accept it. But it's the truth. Ask anybody who has children. We all love our children. But we relate to them differently. But we all love them. And we want the best for the people we love. We want to see them thrive. We want to see them achieving their greatness. And so in this account, John reminds us that believing in the Son of God has life. Accepting Jesus as our Lord and God has life. And if I cannot believe, then I make God a liar. Because what God has testified to is the truth. He has given us Jesus as our brother, our Lord, our God, our companion. He has given us eternal life in him. He has given us something that we need. Go back to the beginning of the Gospel of John. Jesus is the light of the world, the life that we need. He makes all things possible. He gives meaning to all things. He guides us for something greater. He challenges us and pushes us to achieve our potential. He says, I write to you so that you may believe and upon believing, you may have eternal life. So belief and faith should always lead to eternal life. Then he gives us these three symbols that witness to the truth. The water, the blood, and the spirit. 
I cannot but go back to the importance of water in the scriptures. How through the floods God saved his people. He protected them. Through the Red Sea, he showed them his love. In the river Jordan, he saved them. The gushing of the water from the rock, he provided for them. I am amazed by the blood of Christ that saves us in the book of Exodus how the blood of the lamb smeared on the lintel of the doors and doorpost became a saving symbol for the chosen of God. Augustine uses the very same reflection on a holy Saturday when he talks about the Eucharist, the blood of Christ that is smeared on our lips that brings us salvation. The blood and water that gushes out from the wound when Jesus hangs on the cross and our lives are saved. The spirit of God that reminds us of everything that Jesus ever taught us. That gives us the assurance that God is forever with us. That reminds us that we are spiritual beings. As Augustine beautifully says, there's something in us, there's a void in us that yearns for God and only God can quench the thirst. Only God can fill the hunger. Only God can close the gap. Only God can give us the identity of who we are. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.